0: Grace Under Pressure is intended for mature audiences. Parental discretion will most likely be ignored.
1: New World Order Theater of the Air
0: brings you Grace Under Pressure, the simple story of a woman alone in New York in the 90s, an age of diminished expectations.
1: Isn't it great when the guests go home?
2: Isn't it fun when you finally Take off both your shoes and get the hoovering done And watch the rising sun Isn't it swell you're on your own? Aren't you grateful it's too late to call him on the phone? Take off all your clothes and feed the cat He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone. And so goes a story that's told so often. I wonder who picked up after the arches in Rome. Ain't it great when the guests go home?
0: One, flirting with disaster.
3: No, it won't fit in ten point. You've got to take it all down to at least eight point or put in four more pages. Just a minute, George. Hello, editorial. Oh, Trude, I'm sorry. I'm up to my fried little eyeballs right now. Hold a sec. Yeah, George. Yeah, George, I know she wanted all that in her bio. But let's face it, nobody's going to read it but her mother. Well, it's not in her contract, so it's not going to be in print. The only talent around here with that kind of approval are the big boys. We never hear a peep out of them. They've all been dead for at least 200 years. Yeah, George. Okay, George. Sorry, Trudy. Where was we? Lunch? Oh, I wish. Maybe next... Tuesday? I'll be glued to this ophthalmological microwave till then. Hi. Uh, Trudy, I gotta go. I can't have them thinking I've got a personal life. <laughs> Bye. Uh, hi. Hello. Nice to, for you to drop by. We don't often see you down at this end of the corridor.
4: Well, it was just... Past-
3: uh, say, that poster you wanted to check up on is on the back of the door. Why don't you just come in and take a look at it?
4: What? Oh, yes, the poster. Uh, I've been meaning to have a look. What a wonderful thing a door is.
3: Now I know why it's worth fighting for that executive position.
4: That depends on the position you have in mind. Well,
3: if I remember my Kama Sutra, that lies somewhere between the Christmas party... And the vice president's desk?
4: Has it been that long?
3: It's been so long, I can't remember how long it was.
4: Well, as for me, I can't tell you how hard it's been to get to see you. Flatterer.
3: And I thought Germans were repressed.
4: Only the ones who stay at home.
3: I wish you wouldn't use those four-letter words.
4: I beg your pardon? Like, Like what?
3: Like home. Like wife. Like kids. Oh, come on,
4: Grace. You know you love it when I talk dirty. Yes,
3: I have to admit... It adds a little je ne sais quoi to our brief and fleeting trysts, knowing you fish in the perfect Teutonic gene pool back home. Now
4: who's talking dirty? I know,
3: I know. (laughs) Don't mention the voir.
4: Look, Grace, we don't have much time. Is there a polite way to get you to shut up for a minute? That
3: depends on how well the parties know each
4: other. You know, Grace, this is madness. Under any other circumstances, we would have been long past this phase of perpetual anticipation. And, and be uh,
3: lying side by side in some motel in New Jersey, sharing a cigarette. Then get back in time to report my travel and entertainment expenses to you at the afternoon meeting. I don't think so.
4: Well, what I was trying to say is perhaps that uh, there won't be such a problem much longer, perhaps.
3: Oh, good. Another inner office memo from God. Oh, my God. If you, if you look at They've it, sold the whole division.
4: There's really no reason we can't. Our skip.
3: German paymasters have sold us to the Japanese. Carry on
4: where we left off, only this They're time. They're
3: stripping our little assets to the bone. We can
4: meet in public, hold hands. At Editorial
3: services terminated as of.
4: That's but next Friday. Check in the hotel, even the company apartment on you 53rd Street. You knew about this, didn't you? What?
3: You're in on this stuff. You're one of the big boys you must have known weeks ago.
4: Uh, Christmas, as a matter of fact.
3: Christmas? As in, Grace, darling, I've never seen you looking so edible, Christmas?
4: Every word I said was true.
3: Yeah, it's the words you didn't say I'd have been interested in. Tell me, Shotzi, did it give you a thrill, knowing I'd soon be joining the ranks of the unemployed? A little slumming in advance? Or did you just want to get your licks in while I was still within walking distance?
4: Grace, this was nothing personal. Which?
3: The sack or the shaft? Or is there a difference?
4: Gracie, please calm down and lower your voice. For Christ's sakes, you know I couldn't have told you. It would have been a breach of corporate ethics. Now there's a contradiction in terms. But the truth is, all this means they're recalling me to Frankfurt. I've got to go back. And I didn't want to miss you.
3: Then don't miss me. I'm sure Siglinda and the twins will keep you occupied till they can find you some new territory for world domination. That's not funny. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Don't mention the war. Well, I'll tell you, Hun. This is just a different kind of war. World War III hasn't been declared yet, and you guys are already making deals that make the Hitler-Stalin pact look like the Fraternal Order of Elks.
4: don't go all bullshit on me. I'm as much of a pawn as you are.
3: Yeah, but you're an employed pawn on the winning side, not a sacrifice play.
4: Grossgeld International has hundreds of thousands of employees all over the world. New York is not actually the center of the universe, you know. No, but I am. I'm the only universe I've got. Grace... I'll make some phone calls. I'm, I'm sure I can find no, some... Oh
3: that's okay, Wolfram. Wolfram. Did your parents hate you or what? Sorry. Never mind. I think I've had enough of the shark pool for a while. If I'm going to get screwed, I'd like to know it's for my measurements and not my productivity figures. What would you do? I'll get a job. Don't worry, see A little hard work never killed anybody.
4: Well... I won't say goodbye. I'll just say I'll just you.
3: say goodbye, Shotzi.
5: Goodbye, Shotzi. Step up, step up. The Wheel of Fortune spins, and you have picked the lucky number. Hundreds of jazz, pop, and middle of the freeway releases. Yours now, for only the trouble to bend over and pick them up off the corridor of the fifth floor. Louis. Tonight's special is Tito Puente's cover versions of Romanian Christmas favorites with special guests Mitzlav Rostropovich and Tiny Tim. Act now. And you also received this free double-disc set of the first 30 seconds of every piece of classical music ever stolen for a movie theme song in the 70s. Louis Featuring the singing strings of Mantovani and the Oak Ridge Mountain Boys. Louis What's the matter? matter, Grace, you look like shit. Thank you, Louie.
3: Thank you for your sensitivity, your tact, and your way with words.
5: Hey, I just dropped by to cheer you up. I hate to be the mailroom deliverer of bad tidings.
3: Oh, you cheered me up, all right. I almost forgot my plans to blow my brains out.
5: Ah no, Grace, it's not that bad.
3: Which? The job market or my taste in
5: men. Oh, but- the job market's never been that bad. Grace, you've been mixing business with business again? Ah, the old blind bo-boy's butt shaft strikes again.
3: Now, Louis, Shakespeare never said that.
5: Romeo and Juliet, act one scene... Got any
3: openings in the mailroom?
5: Sister, you wouldn't last five minutes down there. We've got standards, deadlines, performance quotas. We do down there what you all get away with up here. This place would go to hell in a hoop. The truth of which may be seen from the fact that this whole floor is walking that pink slip mile while down there is business as usual.
3: I was a mailroom reject. How will I ever face Mrs. Rudnicki, the guidance counselor?
5: Seriously now, babe, what are you going to do?
3: Well, Louie, it's like this. In the 30 seconds since I got this highly personal notice of dismissal, I have for the most part been in deep denial. But now that you ask me, I guess I still have the computer at home. They can't very well take back the program, so I guess I'll freelance from home. I'll live by my wits, that's it. If anyone in New York is still publishing anything.
5: How long can they go on publishing what nobody reads?
3: That's if anybody still knows how to read. Oh, Louie, I, I have this feeling of impending doom, like the Titanic, like 1939, like here I was making personal phone calls on the edge of the volcano when all the time, it's just a prelude to World War Three.
5: You mean the Third World War, sugar. Welcome to the Third World.
3: We have met the enemy, and he is us. I need a nap.
5: I need a bath.
3: Let's have a drink. I've been saving this half bottle of Moet since the Christmas part. <laughs> For some special occasion.
5: <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't get any more special than this.
3: Not today, anyway. Cheers. McMoon and Corazon, corporate imposters. <coughs> oh, sorry, Mrs. Peschetti. I thought you were someone else. Come <coughs> down, Mrs. Peschetti. I don't understand. <coughs> what? How did Casper get out in the hallway? Is he all right?
1: <coughs> oh, no, no, thank you,
3: Mrs. Peschetti. I don't think the police would be. In... Oh, I see. Right through all five locks, huh? Are you in my house now? Uh-huh. Are they there now? Uh-huh. Yes, thank you Mrs. Scketty. You're a very good neighbor. Would you mind if I spoke to one of them? Thank <laughs> Hello, officer. <laughs> I, yes, this is Grace McMoon. <laughs> I see. I see. I see. Yes, go ahead. Stereo? Yeah, stereo, TV? yes, TV, uh-huh. <laughs> ECR, yeah. <laughs> CD player, yeah. No, not really, just a lot of junk on top of the bureau. Uh Uh-huh. Officer Bumbili, Officer Bumbili, could you look over in the corner by the window? Is there a computer there by any chance? Not by any chance, huh? Uh, no. Thank you very much. I'll be right there. Bye.
5: Well, Grace, look at it this way. You always wanted to live a life free of material burdens.
3: Louis, they stole my life.
5: Come on, Grace. Who steals my purse steals trash. But whoever steals my good name had better be able to run a hell of a lot faster than I can.
3: Your friendship is a great comfort to me, Louis. But your Shakespeare sucks.
5: Say good night, Gracie.
3: Good night, Louis.
2: Trouble's back in town Been gone so long You know it's been so quiet You thought that pain was gone for good Say there's nothing wrong Oh, but you can't deny it Whoops There goes the neighborhood Trouble got your life right where you want it, no rough edges, no loose ends, you got a job, and a car, and a contract, and a manager,
1: and a house in Connecticut, and two girlfriends. Oh, but here comes Joe trouble
2: right here in river city trouble Mm, trouble and it's just the kind of trouble you've been dreaming of my dear troubles
6: back in town
2: see the girl. All I want to know is do you go out on this, or do you give it one more word? Troubles back in town. Troubles back in town. Troubles back in town. Troubles back back (sighs)
1: the <sighs> austerity low rent theater of the Air
0: has brought you Grace under pressure starring Alice King as Grace, Roger Casey as Louie, and Tom Bozell as Wolfram Weltmeister. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 2 A chilly reception when we will hear Grace say
3: Slipshod Scud Pucker sore spot small Man Mcweeney. Good morning. How may I help you? Take off all your clothes and feed the cat.
2: He said, there's no hurry, where's my head? Wake up to the realization that you're alone. And so goes a story that's told so often. I wonder who picked up after the orgies in Rome. Ain't it great when the guests go home? No, lonesome great when the guests go home you must be choking great when the
1: guests go
2: Who picked up after the orgies in Rome Made it great when the guests go home
0: Episode 2 A Chilly Reception
3: Slip shod scud pucker sore spot Small man McQueenie Good morning How may I help you? Oh please hold Slipshod, Scudpucker, Sore Spot, Smallman McQueenie, good morning, how may I help you? Please hold. Slipshod, Scudpucker, sore spot, small man McQueenie. Good morning, how may I help you? Mr. Scudpucker's under indictment this morning. Can I connect you with Mr. Slipshod? He'll be handling Mr. Scud Oh, Mrs. Scudpucker, sorry, I'm of course I'll put you Oh no. I'm sorry, it says here he's in a meeting. I'll make sure he gets the message. Slipshot, Scott Pucker, Sorespot, Smallman McQueenie, good morning. How may I help you? Oh, hello, Mr. Sorespot. No, no word yet on the appeal. Sorry. How's the tennis today? That's great. Say, Mr. Sorespot, do they let you wear whites, or do you have to wear those overalls with the number on the back? Well, that's very sporting of them. You know, with global warming trends, you could be playing all winter by the time you're up for parole. Oh, well, you know me, Mr. Slipshod. Always look on the bright side. I will. I'll tell Mr. Smallman when he comes in. Have a nice day. Slipshod, Scud, Pucker, Sore Spot, Smallman, Queenie. Oh, shoot. Lost another one. Trudy. Oh. Man, am I glad to see you. How's
7: it going, dog? Oh,
3: Trudy, I mean, thanks for getting me in here. But, jeez, now I know why they made me go to college.
7: So you could go back for thirds of the cafeteria? No, so I'd be too highly qualified to work this hard. You call this work? All you have to do is push buttons and talk. There are 15 of us moles back there proofreading word for word 24 hours a day. No windows, no phone calls, no food, no laughing for crying out loud. I mean, we might as well be in jail.
3: Not from what Mr. Sorespot tells me.
7: No, I mean prison. Not some country club for millionaire lawyers and billionaire junk bond masterminds. What exactly did Mr. Sorespot do? Honey, if I understood that, I'd have been smart enough to cash in on the same deals he did. And
3: be playing volleyball at the sister slammer next door just as well. Oh,
7: couldn't be worse than this. (laughs) Oops. Break time's over. So anyway, let us know when that messenger gets here. I'll just go get the file. Oh, good morning, Mr. McQueenie. Nice cigar. Mm, Good
3: morning, Miss. um...
7: Don't worry about it, Mr. McQueenie. I'm just a proofreader. Just a nobody. Just past eight years.
3: Good morning, Mr. McWeeny. Can I help you with something?
0: Well, <laughs> actually, Grace. <clears throat>
3: oh, just a minute. Slipshod, scud, pucker, sore spot, Smallman man McWeeny. May I help you? Are you the doctor or the patient? I believe Mr. Smallman handles proctology malpractice. Yes, that's right. He's our receiving end specialist. Just a moment. I'll connect you with his secretary. I'm sorry, Mr. McQueenie. What was it you... Well,
0: you know, Grace, Brenda's out sick today. Seems like it's her time of the month every other week these days. (laughs) I was wondering how you'd feel about filling in for her.
3: I guess I could reroute my calls through to her desk, but what else does she do? I'm not much of a typist or I wouldn't be here, and I've got zero shorthand. I never learned anything that useful in school.
0: <laughs> oh, Grace. Didn't they teach you that a thing of beauty doesn't need to be useful?
3: <clears throat> <laughs> she does if she wants to eat, Mr. McWeeny. Well,
0: then, you wouldn't mind filing something more complicated than your nails? Oh, and... no, no,
3: Mr. McQueenie, that's fine. little hard work never killed anybody. Fine. Well,
0: I'll see you in my office when you get things Squared away here.
3: I'll just stop by the washroom.
2: You have reached the law offices of slipshot, pucker, sore spots, mo man, weenie. All lines are engaged at the moment, but please leave.
3: Judy! Break time. But I just- Emergency conference in the executive ladies room. Gotcha.
7: Any shoes? No es ocupado. What's up?
3: McWeeny wants me to fill in for Brenda. What a
7: treat. Just you and him? <gasps> uh, alone in the corner office? Oh, what's the matter? Can't he use a dictaphone? Oh, please, don't give him any ideas. I'm worried enough about his hands. Well, kid, you know my code of office behavior. You can call me honey, Ask me to make you coffee. Even talk about X-rated videos. But if you lay a hand on me, I'll
3: deck ya. Words to live by, Trude. Luckily, he's kind of a shrimp.
7: Yeah, but in my experience, it's the little ones you gotta watch out for. They can be awful quick.
3: Oh, Trudy, what am I gonna do?
7: I can't quit. I won't qualify for unemployment for another 19 weeks. Tell you what. You rerouting the switchboard to Brenda's desk? Uh huh. Great, I'll call you every twenty minutes. No, better make that fifteen. He's pretty excitable. They're internal calls, so they won't be monitored. Do you think that'll work? Sure. And if worse comes to worst, tell him it's for him. I do a mean, I want a grump. Will he fall for it? Oh, he's a lawyer, Annie. The only thing more erotic than a poor, helpless female is a rich, powerful one. Trudy,
3: you are genius material. I better get back.
7: Okay, synchronize our watches. I'll call you at 11.15. Deal.
0: Well, Grace, you were quite some time. Everything come out all right?
3: <clears throat> uh, I, I'm fine, Mr. McQueenie. Um, were those files... You wanted me... my,
0: my, you are an eager beaver. <laughs> yeah, over there on top of the filing cabinet by the door. Oh, such poor planning. You can't open the files.
3: Without closing the door. What a silly arrangement. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, I can't think why it hasn't been taken care of. I believe you'll find that most of those go... In the
3: bottom drawer. What a coincidence! (laughs) Yes.
0: You want to be careful bending over like that hour after hour. You don't want to strain your back.
3: Not to mention your eyes. You
0: know, Grace, a bright little co-ed like you shouldn't be answering phones. With your obvious talents, you'd be an incredible asset to any firm. (gasps) Oh, excuse me. I seem to have gotten ashes on your silky little blouse. That's
3: it! That's it exactly, Mr. McWeeny. I'm just too damn smart for the job. Slipshot, Scudpucker, sore spot, small man, McWeeny. Can I help you?
0: Brenda's a fine little worker. Don't get me wrong, but she has certain attitude problems. Tends to let her emotions seep into her profession. Mrs.
3: Grump. Of course, Mr. Scudpucker would do everything he could if he could. But I think Mr. McWeeny's the man for you. Yes, that's right. I'll put him on.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Grump. Well, <laughs> oh, it is an honor, Mrs. Grump. Oh, yeah, no. uh, I wanna. <laughs> How can I help? Uh... Well, I see. Well, uh, as you know, Bob Scudpucker won't be taking on any new cases until after the committee hearings, but if I can... <laughs> oh, you want to take Ronald back to court? <laughs> yes, I... I know interest rates are ludicrously low, but.
1: Uh, yeah, a, an inflatable
0: cost of living cushion and unlimited access to your mutual cosmetic surgery. Well, clearly you have a very strong basis for action here, Mrs. Um, Iwana. <laughs> Why don't you just tell my secretary when you'd like to come in and. Uh, I mean, when you'd like me to come see you. It's been a pleasure. Iwana.
3: <laughs> Yes, Mrs. Grump. What would fit into your agenda? Next Thursday? I see. I
0: see. Oh, here, let me talk to her on the speaker.
7: Mm. And then Brenda Quilt crying from the clinic about how not only had wean knocked her up, but he's given her these incurable what? Unbelievably uh, uh, What the hell
3: is this? Uh, oh, it must be some kind of a cross line, Mr. Biquini. Cross
0: line? Mate. Well, let me see. That's an internal from extension 4307. Give me that. You, what's your name in proofreading? I know who you are, and you're fired. Mr.
3: McQueenie, there must be some mistake. I must have pushed the wrong button. You
0: bet you did, you little wise ass. I can answer my own goddamn phones. You can just pack up and go.
3: Mr. Mcweeney. nothing would give me greater pleasure, except perhaps sticking that great big cigar up your tiny little...
0: No, don't try to sweet-talk your way out of this one, little lady. The security guard will clear your desk. Now, get out!
3: Trudy, that's it. I'm some sort of jinx. A kind of unemployment typhoid Mary.
7: Ah, never mind, hon. Whatever my crime was, eight years is too long a sentence. (laughs) It'll be nice to see some daylight for a change. Oh, but what are you going to do?
3: Uh, my rent's due in two weeks. No paycheck, no rent. N- no studio bachelorette on the Upper East Side. Say,
7: listen, Worst comes to worst, you bunk in with me. Mind you, that's the absolute worst. I mean, meantime, I got a cousin who runs a gallery in Soho. She's a bit rich for my bloods, but she's looking for new talents. You get half the commission for a sale. One of those babies that pay the rent for three months.
3: Yeah, but if it's so easy, why don't you work there? Gracie,
7: would you buy a $50,000 sculpture made out of toilet paper rolls and dust bunnies from under the bed from some broad you knew was laughing at you? What makes you think
3: I'll do any better?
7: Face it, honey. You're a wasp. You know, crying on the inside, nothing on the outside. You're the last vestige of a deadpan race. You'll make a fortune. Oh, this is my train. But, Trudy, what
3: are you going to do?
7: Ah, I've waitressed before. I can waitress again. Oh, no, Trudy. Uh, Look at it this way, kid. I'll save on gym fees. I'll be getting my exercise dodging those Russian hands and Roman fingers. So long, kid. Right if you get work.
1: I
2: wonder where they come and get you when you finally lose your mind. Where are those men in nice white jackets Who may be strangers but they're oh so kind I wonder how they're going to catch you You were always so discreet How will they know it's time to snatch you? From the clutches of defeat Is it when you talk to strangers Uh On a bus or on a train Are you heedless of the dangers Of walking naked in the rain I wonder where they're going to take you When you finally crack up and lose control Oh, I hope they're careful not to break you When they're packing up your soul The refrigerator whispers Piano starts to grin. They call up the laughing wagon and invite you to step in. I wonder who they think they'll be taking to that funny farm where life's correct. It can't be me. I was just faking insanity for sympathy for effect. Where are those men in nice white jackets? When you finally start to crack it, nice to know they'll take you with them.
0: Reality Check Theater of the Air has brought you Grace Under Pressure, starring Alice King as Grace, Dorian D. Michelle as Trudy, and George Sheffy as Myron McWeeny. Be sure to tune in next week for Episode 3, The Art of Whining, when we will hear Grace say...
3: Now this would look stunning in a persimmon-anchored decor. Take off all your clothes and
2: feed the cat He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone And so goes a story that's told so often I wonder who picked up after the orgies in Rome made it great when the guests go home? No, I'm. Not lonesome great when the guests go home you must be joking great when the guests
1: go home.
0: Episode 3, The Art of Whining
3: Now, this would look stunning in a persimmon-anchored decor.
6: I don't think so. I I don't think it's big enough. Excuse me? My husband's boss's wife just bought a really big painting. It had a lot of size. What size was it? Well, they've got a duplex on Sutton with 18-foot ceilings, and it was perfect just as long as their triple-length leather combination and right up to the molding. My, that's big. Of course, with a painting that size, you decorate around it and not vice versa. Of course. Her deco did wonders with that dried mud, blood, and mustard motif. Sounds livable. thank God this season, whatever you can't find to go can be filled in with fiberglass and lucite. Of course, that meant half the furniture. Comfy. And the curtains. See-through curtains. Practical. I can see you've got a lot to learn about deco, dear. (laughs) Comfort. Practicality. What is this, the Stone Age? (laughs) That's for the kind of people who make a living, pay their taxes, take the bus. Oh. Art is for those who can afford not to like it. Because let's face it, they're never home. Huh? Winter in Barbados, summer in the vineyard, spring skiing in Val d'Essert. Then why buy it? To make your friends jealous at parties, of course.
3: Oh, you mean they don't even like it? My, my, so naive. It's not
6: a question of taste, dear. It's a matter of son conspicuous consumption. Well, how about this one, then? It's certainly conspicuous. Conspicuously last year. That garbage collage effect came and went ages ago, and just spray-painting a day-glow rainbow won't make it youth culture. Just stops it from smelling.
3: Well, that's something.
6: Hardly enough. These days, there's no point in hanging a piece that doesn't scream,
3: I don't care. I don't think I care.
6: Mm. Well, if you don't, I don't. (laughs) Toodaloo.
3: Now, Grace... Oh, Mimi, I don't think I'll ever get the hang of this. Don't
7: worry, doll. You're doing fine. Rule number one, let the customer do the selling. Your problem is you ask questions that make sense. Not a priority in the art biz. What I don't understand is that a
3: painting is a visual thing. Why does it need to be talked about at all? Anybody
7: can see it, can't they? Honey... What rock did you crawl out from under? This isn't art, this is business. And in the business of art, being ahead of the game is the game. I know an out of work actor who doesn't have to cater because his old man used to beat Jackson Pollock at poker. But how does that help me sell Midnight Gizmo's garbage collage to society matrons? Listen to me, darling. It doesn't matter what you say, so long as it's new. If they've heard it before, chances are their friends have too, and they ain't paying for last month's Cosmo. But what do I say? Pick a word, any word. Better yet, make that two words, an adjective and a noun. The noun should be abstract, depth, scope, size. The adjective's got to be more like, mm, visceral, Tangible, chewy, sinewy, mucoid, or better yet, open a dictionary. Pick a couple of words at random. Let's see. You're not kidding. No, when they started calling it word power, I started paying attention. Let's see. Okay, open to S. S is always good for money words. Here we go. Sclerotic. Nobody cares what it means. It, It sounds sick and scientific. Great. Now the noun. Okay, V. Validity, vapid, verismo. Void. Void! There's a word that means everything and nothing. You know, now that you mention it, you could say that Gizmo's stuff was sclerotic. And get away with it. Oh, and void, it certainly is. You see how simple it is? The best thing is, even the hippest people won't be able to admit... (laughs) They don't know what the hell you're talking about. But how long can this go on? About a week. By the time it hits the columns, it's anybody's, and therefore dead, dead, dead. Those society dames come down here to be confused. They pay to buy from us because they think we know. The truth is, nobody knows. Least of all, the artists themselves. So the secret is to keep changing the rules. No. No. The rules have been the same since Gertrude Stein. Only the vocabulary has changed. To protect the ignorant. Okay, b- b- battle stations, honey. This guy's big, smart, powerful. He'll buy anything.
3: It will be a privilege to watch you work. Oh, what did we say?
7: Sclerotic and void. Sclerotic and void. Oh, hello, Mr. What can I do for you today?
0: This guy, Gizmo, any good? Looks a little cheesy to me.
7: Oh, that's a statement of the times, Mr. He has a, shall we say, a sclerotic outlook, seeing through the cheesiness of modern life, staring naked into the void. Mm,
0: it sounds kind of kinky. Mm. This Gizmo fellow, is he uh, healthy?
7: His relatives are flying in from Omaha this weekend. It will be a sad loss for the sanitation arts.
0: I'll take two. And what about that one with the red sticker
7: on it? Oh, well, I was planning to save that one for my private collection. For our Only the Good Die Young exhibit. But I'd feel better if you had it. Hanging
0: these babies in the lobby of the first Snyder building ought to scare the pants off the competition.
7: Oh... Mr. Firstnider, uh, you haven't met my new assistant, Grace Grace Mcmoon, Leo Firstnider,
0: well, about time you get some new blood
7: Why
3: thank you, Mr. Furnider. Mimi's taught told me so much about you
0: yeah, well, wrap em up and ship him, Mimi. I got to get back to the board.
7: Our usual arrangement. It's always a pleasure, Mr. Firstnider. Mimi,
3: you were brilliant.
7: It's all in the vocabulary, darling.
0: <laughs> oh, Mimi, I forgot. Do you still have that pre-Columbian piece kicking around?
7: What pre-? Oh, uh, I'll go take a look in the back.
0: No, I'll just wait here with Miss, uh, what's your name again?
7: Grace.
3: Grace McMoon.
0: Lovely name for a lovely lady. Where's Mimi been hiding you?
3: Well, actually, I'm kind of new to this business. Well,
0: you got a great start with Mimi. She and I go way back. In fact, I helped set her up in this place.
3: Really? She said it was an old... Op- oh, I see. Do
0: you, Grace? You're kind of quick on the uptake, aren't you? Well... Oh, now, Grace, I'm going to be straight with you. I like your looks, and I would like to show you the ropes. Ropes? What time do you get off?
3: Uh, tonight. Oh, oh, tonight. Now, come
0: on, Grace, you'll have to think faster than that.
3: Oh, no, I'm sorry, Mr. First-nighter. I am sorry mister Firstnighter. i did not mean to be rude. It's just that it's Thursday night, and I promised my friend Louie I'd go hear his band at Sama Bacalao.
0: Very hip establishment this week. You could afford to be seen with me there.
3: But could you afford to be seen with me?
0: Grace, there's not much in this town I can't afford. I'll pick you up at closing time. Well, I... Don't argue, Grace. The customer's always right.
3: Right. Hey, what about your pre-Columbia... Don't worry, honey. He'll pick it up next time.
7: Mimi, what was that all about? Who is that guy? Leo Firstnider is the guy who owns the guys who run this town. I've never heard of him. Exactly. He's so big, he's invisible. And he likes it that way. No publicity, but he's the first name on every list on every Artsy Society charity. Anonymous. Wow. What's he want with me? Well, that's up to you, darling. But the least you could do is sell him a painting. Oh, Mimi, I don't know. Look, sweetie, I don't pay you so little just because I'm cheap. I want you to be hungry enough to try that little bit harder to sell something. Oh, Mimi, I'll get there. I'm sure I'll learn. Now, tonight, here, bring the slides with you. Tell you what, you sell this baby here. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll give you the whole commission. Mimi, that's, that's my rent for the rest of the year. No sale. Don't come back tomorrow. Got it? But Mimi... It's for both our sakes, doll. You gotta get hungry in this business, or it's not a business. I can't believe you... Grace, I like you, kid. But it's time to find out if you've got what it takes in the sales department. Uh, but I... Look, everybody talks about art but nobody does anything about it. It's time to put up a shut up. Well, I guess a little hard work never killed anybody. Get a girl, Gracie. Now get rid of that slubby cardigan and get some attitude into that air. leo will be back in a minute. I'll take care of the office.
3: But who will take care of me?
0: All set, Grace? All right i have blossomed.
3: Oh, well, Louis says it gets pretty hot in the club.
0: Well, I certainly hope so. Shall we go? Sure.
3: It's it's way west. Maybe we should take a cab.
0: I brought my own. Oliver, this is Grace.
3: <laughs> Do you know any sign language, what?
0: Grace? Uh, no? What a shame. What? Oliver reads lips, of course, but he likes to keep his eyes this on the road. This is the
3: big... I mean, the longest... I mean... What could you possibly need all this?
0: Oh, come now, Grace. Use your imagination. Oh. Would you like some champagne?
3: Well, Reefer, I.
0: poppers. Nose uh, Mr. candy? Mr. Fursnyder.
3: I think you got the oh, wrong. Oh, please,
0: please call me Leo. I just want you to be comfortable.
3: Um... Grace.
0: Grace, of course, Grace. I want to show you the town. Help you to get to know the people who know.
3: Who know what?
0: The people with money. Money. It's a dirty word in this town. One you'll never hear out of me beyond these four white walls, but it pervades everything in New York like uh like a smell.
3: I think that's something in the upholstery. And it ain't spare chain. Damn that, Oliver.
0: I thought I told him to clean yeah,
3: it Mr. First Night let's cut to the chase. I'm not a kid. I lived through high school. I'm not in this glorified meat wagon because it's glamorous. I'm here because my boss told me I either sell you a painting tonight or she's gonna fire me. So let me save you the preliminaries, the foreplay and the afterglow. You have more money than you know what to do with. You buy this painting, hang it in some executive washroom on the 17th floor. You'll never know the difference. I get to have a roof and a phone for another month. Why should you do this for me? On a scale of one to ten? Why not? But if it's sexual services you're looking for, you can signal Oliver to stop at the next corner because that six-foot guy in the purple spandex will show you a lot better time than I ever will.
0: Quite a spin to your sales pitch.
3: Well, it... Beats the sclerotic void.
0: Hmm. There's something you're overlooking, dear. This transaction is not about value for money. (laughs) Oh man, what a middle, middle middle-class concept. It's about power.
8: Power. Yeah,
0: I get you to do what I want, when I want, in return for something I couldn't care less
3: about, you see. I'm afraid I do.
0: I could buy professionals 24 hours a day to take me places you'd be too embarrassed to read about. I've got a book full of bimbos who will sit anywhere I like just so some of what I got will rub off on them.
3: In a manner of speaking? Literally.
0: If I gave them a social disease, I'd have to settle out of court for a lifetime annuity.
3: So power, so... If
0: the lady wants to play... The ladies got to pay.
3: Look, Leo. I don't know why I could never play on this field hockey team of yours, but I could never quite fit into the uniform. Somewhere I got this crazy idea that sex had something to do with love, or at least an overwhelming physical desire, and frankly, I'd rather sleep with a grocery bagger at Christidi's.
0: My, thank you so much.
3: Oh, come to think of it, Eddie has got... Kind of nice eye.
0: Oliver! You're quite the romantic.
3: Oliver, read my lips. Stop the car. Don't
0: bother to panic, dear. We arrived at your little friend's shishi salsa establishment.
3: Well, how about it, Leo? Do I have a job tomorrow?
0: Only if you give me one tonight.
3: How big does a man have to get before he stops thinking with that little, little thing?
0: I doubt that Mimi will be impressed by your scruples. Don't bother to show up. She'll send you your check.
3: Well, that's cat food taken care of.
0: Remember, Grace, virtue is its own reward. Oliver.
3: Yeah, unwanted, dead or alive.
2: A fool I'll always be And it doesn't help To know what a fool You've made of me Oh, I could be Whined and dined, And you'd show me A real good time But it doesn't help To know that you're just fooling me
1: What a fool I am
2: What a fool you've made of me And it doesn't help to know that that's how it'll always be You say we'll go paint the town and we'll turn it all upside down Well I've laughed my way out of bigger
1: limousine. What a fool I am
2: What a fool they'll say I've been No, you'll never learn to win If you cannot play along I guess I got that wrong If I thought that you cared Then I'd always be there so come and kiss this fool goodbye yes thanks for the ride but goodbye
5: Hey, Grace! Man, glad you could make it! We're on right after this set. Oh,
3: Louie, I am so glad to see a human face.
5: Oh, Gracie, what's up, girl?
3: Louie, there are no badges in Girl Scouts for survival in the art world. You blow this gig too? No, that was the problem. Ouch. That wasn't a gallery. It was a single client or deliver.
5: you babes got it rough. At least in the music biz, the ass I kiss is metaphorical. Louie! I'm sorry, Grace, but try and remember, R sucks, but the rest of life blows so bad, it equalizes the pressure. <laughs> Please,
3: don't mind me. Oops. Anyway, isn't that about newer?
5: Same difference.
3: Louie, I miss you.
5: Well, you know where to find me. Three sets every Thursday at Sama Bacalao.
1: God,
3: what am I going to do now?
5: Don't worry, babe, you're on the list.
3: No, I mean like work, like tomorrow, like my life. Slow
5: down, Gracie, one thing at a time. For now, take arms against a sea of troubles and swim for shore.
3: Sounds better than slings and arrows of outrageous propositions.
5: Gracie, I think you're getting the hang of this Shakespeare shit.
0: The Executive Burnout Radio Theater has brought you Grace Under Pressure starring Alice King as Grace, Blanca Frank as the customer, Dorian DeMichel as Mimi, Roger Casey as Louie, and George Sheffy as Leo Furst Snyder. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 4, Waiting for Oh God, when we'll hear Grace say
3: Today's special is a lightly braised calf kidney in a peach and cayenne remoulade. Ouch! Take off all your clothes and feed the cat.
2: He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone. And so goes a story that's told so often. Wonder who picked up after the Archie's in Rome Ain't it great when the guests go home Not and lonesome Great when the guests go home You must be joking Great when the guests
1: go home
0: Episode 4, waiting for Oh God.
3: Today's special is a lightly braced calf kidney in a peach and cayenne remoulade. Ouch! Hey, let that out.
0: Sorry, I thought there was a cockroach back here on your head.
3: Yeah, well, I can take care of my own. What? Where? Oh, jeez, wait a minute. In the first place, the only way you could see that from where you're sitting is with your hands. Crazy. In the second place, my backside is not a Braille copy of Portnoy's complaint. Gracie. And in the third place... Teddy. Yeah, I, I, I'm
4: terribly sorry. Uh, what seems to be the problem here? That'll be all, Grace. Your order's waiting at the uh, station for table 12. But I... No buts, Grace. I wish.
0: Well, I thought from the prices that this was a high-class joint... But between the attitude and the insect life, I'd have been better off at Bob's big boy.
1: Oh,
3: Trudy, I'll never get the hang of this. These guys are worse than Mr.
7: McQueenie. Racy, how many times do I have to tell you? Always stand next to the babe. I know, and if there's no babe, the guy with the glasses. And if he's sitting alone, bring the bus boy. Trudy, it was great of you to get me in here with you and Ted... But I don't know how long I can go on being charming to idiots. Come on, Gracie. You're pretty, you're quick, and you can figure out 8.25 sales tax in your head. Numbers are easy. People, I just don't have the hide for working with the general public. Gracie, everybody starts out as a sweet, tender, trusting little soul. Just think, every one of these slobs had a mother who thought they were the cutest little baby in the world.
3: Yeah, and then they chained them to a radiator.
7: The only way to get tough is to live rough, Gracie.
3: Rough. Well, I guess a
7: little hard work never killed anybody. That's my girl. And if things really get bad, just excuse yourself with a smile and call Ted. It's his place, they're his customers.
5: It's, it's his, his ass.
7: <laughs> What's so funny? Oh, just listing your assets, babe. Yeah,
4: well, you can get your portfolio over to that jerk on six. Took me this long to calm him down. Uh, get his order, will you, Trude?
7: Okie dokie, boss, but it'll cost ya. Hey, Manuel, come on, God duty.
4: Now, as for you, my little untouchable...
3: That's not fair, Tad. I'm really trying my best here. But why should a waitress be fair game for every asshole that parks itself in one of your chairs? Well,
4: there's only one answer, Gracie. People or pigs. I learned that when I was 16. Had a summer job cleaning up after Mets games at Shea Stadium. Oh, unbelievable. But... They have one saving grace that makes it all worthwhile, little darling.
3: What's that? They
4: are pigs with money.
3: Oh, Jesus, Ted. I had no idea you were so cynical. No, no
4: cynic goes into the restaurant business, Grace. This is the last frontier of the hopelessly optimistic, the die-hard romantic. Do you have any idea how many restaurants are in New York? How many new ones open every year and how many close every day? If I were practical, I'd go into waste disposal.
3: Some of your customers look good in a dumpster. No,
4: don't let it get you down, Gracie. Now, I know things have been tough, but uh, give this thing like, a chance. There's a lot of good customers too, and with the right attitude, you can even see the bad ones as the joke that they really are.
3: Ted, I don't know how you do it. You always manage to put things so horribly in perspective.
4: Years of bartending, darling. Years of bartending. Judy's Toy Boy, how can I help you? Grace, it's it's for you. It uh, sounds like a collection agency. Should I tell him you got leprosy and moved to Fiji?
3: Thanks, Ted. I'd give you the finger. But I'd want it back if they find the cure. Hello? Yes, this is Grace McMoon. Hey,
7: Rudy, number 11 says the filet's not blue enough. Wants to know, could you cook it a little less? You got that time machine revved up back there? Oh, really? Well, yes, but I... Well, certainly I have every intention. It's just that... Who's she talking to? The vice principal in charge of detention?
4: It's worse. Some kind of leg breakers, I think. Oh,
7: jeez. I understand. Of course. Now these are very unusual circumstances ever since that Scumball Wall Street second cousin she was subletting from went AWOL. The landlords have been breathing down the neck to move. There's no since she need got fired. And robbed, Mr. Paying the security deposit on the new lease was a stretch, so she paid it with a check on her credit card account, which is sort of thing could happen to anybody.
4: Out. You know, Trude. Toy Boy's doing so well that uh, we're gonna need a bookkeeper soon. How's about we put a cheapo futon in that little office room at home and hire ourselves a live-in accountant we can trust? Gracie? Sure. She sure ain't cut out for the hassling part of the business.
3: Would you want your daughter thrown out on the street like this, Mr. Zimmer? Yeah? Well, uh, how about your ex-wives? No,
7: don't answer that. Well, there goes diplomacy as a career option. Yeah, there's
4: always dog walking.
7: Honey, this is a really sweet idea. But, but what about our privacy? You
4: know, we're we'll sending her out to the movies. We only see each other alone and awake at midnight anyway.
7: All right, then, but no more naked house cleaning for you. Well,
4: actually, I was thinking of including that in uh, Grace's contract. What? I'm only kidding, darling, only kidding.
3: Fine, fine. Send the sheriff. I feel I should warn you, though. There's an extremely valuable white Siamese in the apartment. He's vicious and trained to attack men in uniform. And fat, balding guys with too many pens in their shirt pockets. If they harm a whisker of Casper's head, I'll sue you for the whole damn building. Wait to negotiate, Gracie. Rule number one in animal training. Never let them know you're afraid.
7: Oh, that's the blue food. Teddy's got something to tell you. Look, Ted, I'm sorry.
3: I know I'm not right for this place. And right now, I have to go home and rescue Casper before they put him out in the street. What's this?
4: Just put your clothes in a trash bag and your cat in a taxi and go on over to our house. Trudy and I decided you would make the perfect au pair for the goldfish.
3: Oh, Ted, that's the sweetest thing I've heard since... The Senate turned down board. Yeah,
4: well, clearly it's time Rancher Boy had a little political awareness.
3: Ted, oh, really, I don't want to be No, have no,
4: darling. We're going to put you to work. Bookkeeping, goldfish feeding, plus the occasional nude window washing. Trudy never gets around to it somehow.
3: You guys are the best. Give me a hug. It won't be for long. With a little time and mental space to rethink things, there must be some way I can make a...
4: Oh, uh, Ted? Yeah, Gracie?
3: Don't you think we should stop hugging now? Oh,
4: sure, darling. In a minute. I, I just, uh, I've never felt so, uh, you before.
3: This is a really, really
4: bad idea. And how come it feels so good?
3: Oh, uh, another one of God's
7: little jokes. Watch out. Hey, Trude. Hey, yourself. Uh, Rudy, table 11 sent this back again. Better take out another filet. And this time... Just breathe on it. Trudy, it's not how it looks. We were Don't just... Don't worry, Gracie. These things happen... to me... frequently.
4: Trudy, darling...
7: But they're I not f- happening with Ted. Here. Here's the paper. And here's your percentage of the tips. Rooms to share are on page 26. The payphone's right there. Knock yourself out.
3: Trudy... Don't thank
7: me, Gracie. What are friends for...
3: Let her
4: go, darling. She'll cool off.
3: She didn't give me a chance to be noble and self-sacrificing and give you up for our friendship.
4: It's a little late for that now. Looks like she gave you up.
3: But, Ted, she was my best friend. My only friend. Not counting Louis, who I never see since his band played on Letterman. I can't let this destroy our friendship. Nothing really ever happened.
4: Gracie, you know that's not true.
3: You're right. Maybe that's the worst part. I hadn't realized how alone I'd been till I got that close to you.
4: You are a precious thing, Miss Grace. Now, let's see. Uh, page 26.
3: Pass the quarters, boss. I'm handing in my resignation. Just wanna be...
2: Everything to somebody And up would be nothing to nobody Any number can play But only two can win at this game If I could just find out How it all started I might not end up being brokenhearted Any number can't play But only two can win at this game Did you ever feel like Whatever you do You're making somebody sad Now here I am in Seems like everybody feels badly. They're all mad at me. Well, if I could be one person in two bodies, somebody be looking for number three. You can try to be true, but you can't love too totally with one heart it'll tear you apart any number can't play but only two can win at this game Hey, 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 hey. any number can't play but only two can win at
1: this game
3: Bates? I'm calling about your ad for a roommate.
0: Dragon Breath Radio Theater has brought you Grace Under Pressure, starring Alice King as Grace, Dorian DeMichel as Trudy, George Sheffy as the customer, and Tom Bozell as Ted. Be sure to tune in next week for Episode 5, Pushing the Envelope, when we will hear Grace say...
3: If I lick one more of these suckers, some guaranteed first prize winner is going to receive my tongue as a free added bonus. Take off all your clothes
2: and feed the cats. He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone. And so goes a story that's told so often. Wonder who picked up after the orchies in Rome Ain't it great when the guests go home, no I'm not lonesome Great when the guests go home, you must be joking Great when the guests go
1: home
0: Episode 5, Pushing the Envelope.
3: If I lick one more of these suckers, some guaranteed first prize winner... It's going to receive my tongue as a free added bonus.
9: It's like a concept.
3: Of course, if it was your tongue, Norma, they could trace it back to you by the dog tags stapled to one end. Hey, it's a free country, sort of. Oh, I guess the fact that your tongue has do me tattooed on it wouldn't be much help. There must be hundreds of tongues like that in the East Village alone. You got a problem with that? No, Norma, I have nothing against tattooing or body piercing on principle. And I will defend to my death your right to torture or disfigure yourself in any way you see fit. Hey, like, it's my body. And I've gotten on charter buses at five in the morning to march for that right in our nation's capital.
9: Then, like,
3: so what? It's just that I
9: don't get it. You're not supposed to.
3: I know. That's how generations identify themselves. Like nations. Like Racist. They define themselves. Well, thank God, at least we're not like them.
9: Hey, I'm no racist, man. And
3: I'm no man, babe. I mean, what you mostly make me feel is old. So? When I was a kid, I wanted so badly to be older so I could be
9: cool. Now I'm too old to be cool. What happened? When was my coolest? Hey, man, cool happens, like... When you're too busy happening to notice, I guess I always tried too hard. One thing's for sure, man, it's too late now.
3: Well, thank you, Norma. It's nice to be sure. You, on the other hand, are right there in the groove. The what? Razor shaved head with tuft of green, eloquently singed with coal black, swamps of torn black, athletic ensemble atop a formidable camouflage combat boot the pallor and stony gaze of a Midwestern wild child raised in a farmhouse cellar. Seventeen 18. pierced body parts? Oh, where? No? Don't tell me. If it interferes with reproduction or any other bodily function, I don't want to hear about it.
9: What's this big, like, bug-up-your-butt, Grace? you like, worse than two mothers.
3: I'm sorry, Norma. It's not you. It's just that... Our rebellion, our protest was about getting away from all the fake stuff, especially for women. We stopped dyeing and teasing and ironing our hair. Hell, we stopped cutting our hair. We didn't wear makeup or bras. We stopped shaving for a while. I wore the same pair of corduroys nonstop for six months once. Cool, you still got them? The point is Norma, We thought we had liberated ourselves from fashion. Well,
9: that was pretty cool. But it turned out to be a fashion. Oh, man, come on. It was a revolution. I grew up hearing about it, wishing we had a real war to fight against. It was like the good old days. But we couldn't be you. You, like, used it up already. Everybody needs their own revolution, man.
3: Yeah, but ours was absorbed by the media. First, they scheduled it, then it got preempted, and then they switched to another channel. You mean... Exactly. Disco. Oh,
9: shit, man. Big
3: hair, teetery heels, lethal nails, dresses that looked like sausage casings with balloons for sleeves. It was all for nothing.
9: Oh, yeah, man. I got pictures of my mom like that. Your mother? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Her and that guy before her second husband... I remember watching her get ready for dates. I had these way cool pajamas, man, with like, feet. I wonder if they still make those.
3: <laughs> Duck Martin meets Dr. Denton. I think you're on to something there, Norma. Do you think they make them in black, like in my size? If you can get your friends together and order enough of them, come to think of it, you could start a little wholesale business right here on the kitchen-dining envelope-stuffing table. Business? No way, man. You could call it Dr. Dread Denton's. Oh, come on, Norma, you can see the glamour, the excitement of busting your butt 12 to 14 hours a day for a 15% profit margin, 55% of which will be appropriated by the federal, state, and local governments. Why would you want to be an NYU film student on scholarship with an alternative like that?
9: You're depressing the shit out of me, Grace. Don't thank me, Norma. That's what roommates are for.
3: Oh, God. Only 17 more boxes of envelopes to do before I can meet my minimum daily requirements.
9: Sounds like a chewable vitamins. Man, Grace, this is some soul-destroying stuff here.
3: I've got three requirements for a job, Norma. It's got to be indoors, sitting down, and have nothing to do with the general public. Granted, the general public are the witless recipients of these little bundles of bullshit, but they can't come find me to complain about it.
9: But this is so, like, cynical, man. Don't you care about the world? Like, each one of these babies is like a branch off a tree in the rainforest, and you are responsible, man.
3: (laughs) It's not that easy. See that little recycling symbol? This junk has been thrown
9: away before. But this mind-melting crap man, preying on the pathetic, get-rich-quick delusions of like, a television-lobotomized, crumbling middle class. How can you, like, be a consciousless cog in the machine of their exploitation? Hey, man.
3: The flyer on the mailbox said 500 bucks a week. I'm trying to save up for a... A
9: what, Grace? A down payment on a closet on the Upper East Side? So you can go back to your roots, back to your own kind. A car. Whoa, man, another black eye for the ozone. What do you want a car in the city for? I don't. I want out. Norma, I don't know where to or how. I've got to get out of here.
3: I don't think I can take much more of this. Things have got to be better
9: someplace else. Yeah, like name one. Grace, you were almost right about that cellar. You think things would be better out west because you haven't been there? It's got to be better than New York. You know the best thing about New York? At least here, everybody gets to choose what kind of weird to be. In the Midwest, you're kind of stuck with, like, the weird you are.
3: That's very comforting, Norma. But I don't seem to fit in anywhere.
9: Then this is like right where you belong. Are you expecting somebody? My friends aren't people you can expect. Like, who is it?
4: Uh, Mr. Marlow from Interstate Enterprises, Inc. Does a uh, Grace McMoon right Oh, there?
9: shit!
3: They're not supposed to pick up till Friday.
9: Come back Friday, man. Norma! No,
3: no, I'm
4: not here for a pickup. Uh, I'd just like to talk to Miss McMoon about her employment options with
9: Interstate. What the wazoo does that mean? Better let him in, Norma.
3: But would you mind hanging around? Like...
9: These things always seem to get out of hand. Not the way I heard it, man. That's one reason for the physical outrage aesthetic, man. The what? Nose rings, man. Tattoos. Keeps the old creeps at the distance.
7: Now
3: that makes sense.
4: Uh, Miss McMoon? Yes? I'm uh, Jack Maloff of Interstate Enterprises. It's our policy to check on new employees and make sure that their home workplace meets state and federal standards for heat, light, and fresh air.
3: That's very good of you, Mr. Maloff. Mr. Maloff, this is my roommate, Norma Bates.
4: Ah, oh, pleased to meet you, Norma. You can call me Jack. Jack. So, uh, how are you settling into the routine, Miss McMoon?
3: Oh, it's easy enough when you put your mind to it. It can be a little distracting working at home at first. Uh, For some reason, the only time I feel like doing housework is when I have something more important to do. It's as if I need physical clarity. Yes, well, that's uh,
4: very interesting, Grace. Uh, May I call you Grace?
3: Well, I suppose. We at
4: Interstate have found that uh, some of our most suitable employees are most productive, not merely sticking labels and licking envelopes, Grace, but working their way up within the system. Now, from your application, your experience in contacts in the corporate world, we thought that you were a natural candidate for our Prime Movers program.
9: Contacts.
4: The basis of interstate enterprises has always been a profit-sharing framework within a hierarchical structure. Now, our sweepstakes mailing list opens the door to a vast potential clientele. Those little reply cards, those names, addresses, and phone numbers are wealth, Grace. A wealth of potential subscribers, investors, employees, and yes, I can say it now, believers. These are people with faith, Grace, and you can help them to a better life.
3: I'm sorry, is this a religious organization?
4: no, not in any way. It's open to every American, regardless of race, creed, gender, or immigration status. Uh, We don't promise them a better life in the hereafter. We give them the chance to work for it in the here and now.
9: Oh,
3: man. Excuse me, Mr. Maloff, could you cut the crap? I mean that in the nicest possible way.
4: Oh, certainly, Grace. You are, I can see, a woman of big business, cut down to size by hard times. You have responded to her grassroots campaign to earn big money at home in your spare time. And if you with your financial savvy, can see the merits of our system, how much more effective you could be in introducing others to it. Oh, sorry,
3: Jack. Putting up flyers doesn't meet my employment criteria. Oh, well,
4: of course not. We leave that sort of work to the deserving but unpresentable, like your little friend here.
3: See, Grace, like it really works. Okay, Mr. Maloff, besides insulting people in their homes, how does your system work?
4: It's very simply, Grace. You convince clients of the beauty and profitability of our products. You get a commission on what they buy from you, and if they in turn register to sell the products, you get a percentage of their commission. Their clients become partners, you get a percentage of their percentage, and so on. Within five years, you could retire to a tax-free shelter in the Bahamas.
3: And you, having recruited me... Get a percentage of
9: all that.
4: Well, a healthy donor never misses a pint when the circulation's good.
9: (laughs) Delighted man. Nice image. And
3: what exactly is the product? Surely not dream vacations for two and $50,000 in cash. You can't sell people a sweepstakes every day.
4: Now, we have an extensive range of health, home, and beauty products. A moderate array of which you would need to purchase at cost as samples for a starter kit, plus our beautifully illustrated complete catalog on which a nominal deposit is, uh, One way. For a nominal investment, your return is unlimited. Depending, of course, on your get-up-and-go and the capacity for good old-fashioned hard work.
9: Oh, well, I guess a little hard work never killed anybody. Get-up-and-go is right, man. Like, get out of my house. Norma, come
3: on. I know he's a little weird, but you said so I yourself. didn't come
9: all the way to New York to have, like, this crap chase me down all over again.
4: Uh, Miss McMoon, your little friend here seems uh, upset. Perhaps uh, you and I might make an appointment at our office.
9: Out, you bastard, and take your damn envelopes with you, you filthy lying bloodsuckers. Get out of my house. Norma,
3: that's my job. Uh,
4: really, Miss McMoon, we find that a calm home environment is vital to You turned my
9: family into a bunch of slogan-babbling zombies. They kicked me out of my own house just because I could see through your brainwashing psycho techniques. You drove my poor old granddad clean out of his mind. I want you out of here by the time I count three. Then I'm going to yell rape. And kick the crap out of you. Norma, can we talk about this more? One...
3: I'm afraid
4: that your ability to function as an employee of Interstate Enterprises would clearly be hampered by remaining at this address.
9: Damn straight, you bastard. That goes double for me... No, perhaps
4: we should discuss this another time. My cards.
3: Please, card. I'm sure we could come to some understanding.
9: Understand this, three. It's facial reconstruction time. Doc Martens, you're wanted in surgery. Oh.
1: You, you're missing out on a golden
9: opportunity. Norma, are you all right? Ouch, ouch, ouch. I think I broke my damn toe. Well, you and Doc Martens
3: certainly dented the damn door. Here, let's get that boot off and survey the damage.
9: Ouch. Man, that hurts like. Ouch. Oh, sorry. Can you wiggle it? Ouch, ouch. No, ouch. it's not broken.
3: Grace. Yes, oh, Amazon Queen. I had to do it. That was very clear.
9: I'm like, sorry you lost your job, even if it was a lying piece of crap. Norma, man.
3: No job could be worth a roommate like you.
9: How do you mean that? Like, exactly? like in the nicest possible way.
3: Here, put your foot up. Would you like some
9: tea? I could tell you stories that would shave your head. They get you so twisted up, you don't even know which Take way. Take your time, on. Huh?
3: I have a feeling this is the beginning of our new family. Casper, come on up, kitty. It's all over now.
2: hearts will break But that was just your first mistake That was your first mistake Tears dry And time will pass Think of me But don't forget the laughs The day will come Your heart won't ache. See that was just your first mistake Love all day through Live hard Love fast You can't stop the past From catching up with you
0: Theater has brought you Grace Under Pressure, starring Alice King as Grace, Blanca Frank as Norma, and Tom Bozell as Jack. Be sure to tune in next week for episode six, Sweatshop Equity, when we will hear Grace say,
3: Lo siento. Donde esta la camara de los señores? No me siento muy bien. Take off all your clothes
2: and feed the cat Mm. He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone And so goes a story that's told so often I wonder who picked up after the orgy's in Rome Ain't it great when the guests go home? Now I'm not lonesome Great, when the guests go home, you must be joking. Great, when
1: the guests go home.
0: Episode 6, Sweatshop Equity.
3: Lo siento donde esta la camera de las señores. No me siento
6: muy bien. Forget about it, mommy. You better just hold it to lunch. When's that?
3: When the contractor has lunch, you got about 15 you smoke? Only after Belmondo movies. Huh? Oh, never mind. No, Casper doesn't like it.
5: Then maybe you got time to pee and eat a sandwich.
3: But it's only 9.30. That's
5: three, maybe four hours. Get busy, honey.
3: It's easier if you think about something else. You got a boyfriend? Oh, I'll never make it. This is worse than that cross-country bus trip I took in cop when I was a kid. With that broken typhoid toilet in the back and the... Bus driver who was some kind of Texas-raised clone of Heinrich Himmler. Who? Fat Nazi bastard. Little piggy eyes. He only stopped the bus when all the women were pleading with him, and then it was by the side of the road in the desert. Not a bush for 300 miles.
6: Oh, Mommy, I've been on that bus. You get out, he get out. You're afraid to go around the other side like he gonna leave you. But it's worse with him standing there smoking and watching... By the time we get to Olahoma, you're ready to pee pee on his shoes.
3: Only time I ever thought Freud was right about that
5: ending thing. I him and that busy guy. Look to me like he was a little jealous himself.
3: Oh, the bus driver?
5: Nah, Freud. Freud, you know about... My kids watch Oprah. You know what I think? I think you gotta watch this cigar guy. Freud there something worrying them. They gotta go shoving that many thing in your face all the time. Not unlike our own dear Mr. Ramirez.
8: Come on, white bread. Let's pick it up. Let me see. Not a bad neckband for a college girl.
3: Uh, well, I did have a rather intense McCall's period in junior high.
8: Well, you ain't in eighth grade now, chica. How many you got there?
3: Twelve. No,
8: no, no, no. How many you got done?
3: Twelve, thirteen, fourteen.
8: You, Carmen, honestly. And Rosita?
3: Seven. Oh, that's ridiculous, Rosita.
8: Dozen, college girl. Seven dozen. Chit-chatting away. You waste my time when you breathe. Don't be holding my good workers back. The rate on this job here is .073. You want to walk out of here with minimum? That's 14 dozen an hour. Lucky for you, you in training.
3: Lucky
8: me. And Rosita? Federal.
3: And you! Hold your bones! I can do this. I can do this. A dozen every four and a half minutes. That's three a minute with time for a switchover. How did they do this? You don't think about it, that's how. It's a zen thing. Just let the material flow through your fingers, the stitches flow from the machine. Into the perfect place. Just stay out of their way. It becomes a kinetic thing like typing. Oh shit. I was never any good at typing either. Or the piano. Use the same three fingers, the same four chords, the same oompa rhythm. Maybe if old Mr. Goldstone hadn't been a nose breather when I was five, I always felt him staring at my neck like it was a grilled cheese sandwich in the toaster oven that wasn't quite done. I made piano lessons a little creepy, even before I found out. Well, maybe it was a good thing I didn't stick with it till puberty after all. Ay, Maria! Ay. What's the matter, Rosita? I was staging
6: and counting at the same time. I saw so through my nail. Don't stop, don't, don't, don't stop. to face eye on you.
5: It's okay. No blood. You got blood, you ruined the blouse, you got to put on a band-aid, you're way behind. Oh,
3: God knows. You wouldn't want to bleed on the merchandise. You're a funny girl, Gracie.
5: Let me ask you something. Shoot. You money? No. You got kids? Nope. Then why are you here? You're a white girl, you go to school, you got good English.
6: You better off. Huh? Been a waitress or a secretary or something there. I
3: saw the sign downstairs. I used to be good at dressmaking. So I thought... A little hard work never kills. This is not
5: best, meeting, mommy. This is the jungle. You don't keep running; they eat you or you starve to death.
3: Rosita, what did Ramirez
5: say to you?
6: You think you're working for the feds, immigration? You think you're gonna send me back to the Dominican Republic? But I don't think so.
5: What do you think, Carmen? I think you're just stupid.
6: Gee, thanks.
5: No fed is going to break her back on neckbands when she can just check out cars at the door and go have some nice lunch on her expense account. Checking out
3: sample sales in the Intelligencer, sipping a mopuccina in a beige linen suit on a stool in the window of Dean and... Huh? Oh, it's all right there. Right out that window. If you could see out that window. Lower Broadway. Soho.
5: Galleries.
3: Doors full of exorbitant fantasies. The downtown Guggenheim, for Christ's sake.
5: Calm Grace. Keep the machine going and don't think about all that. It don't mean nothing in here. You might as well be on the moon. What
3: are you doing here? This is like Kafka without the goulash. At this rate, it's going to take me six hours to make two subway tokens.
5: How do you two look like this? Honey, let me tell you something. This is a good day. There's work. And the rate is good and we got a lot so we don't have to switch patterns and waste time learning a new one. The end of this week I got 200 dollars but only if I do 16, 17 dollars an hour, maybe 10, 12 hours a day.
3: Jesus, Carmen, there's such a thing as union. Huh? Shh! Didn't we go through this already? There's a whole history of labor organizers and strikes and negotiations. That's not just for baseball, you know. Minimum wage, salary codes, benefits, social security, overtime.
5: Keith, Gracie. We do what we gotta do. Mr. Ramirez, he doing the same thing.
6: I saving to go back and marry me know you back home. Senor Ramirez, he got me my papers. Maybe they could, maybe they not, but I'm fighting to work here.
3: He's fighting to work here too.
5: Or else we shut down another whole business go to work. Where that nice cotton shirt from you got on, Grace?
3: Uh, but I really don't...
5: You don't know? Those five four ones. Uh, China? On some little island, they pay 64 cents a day. And that's on a good day. In an hour, I make the whole packet. Mr. Ramirez got to compete with that. So we only get the fast jobs, the fashion stuff, the short orders. That's why he on our asses all day. He don't make the numbers, nobody works. I never knew it
3: was such a small world. You talking to us, ain't you? You almost make me feel
5: sorry for old cigar Face. He don't. Maybe he one of the good ones. Maybe we come tomorrow, he take the money and run.
6: It's like family. We help each other.
5: We exploit each other. We disappoint each other.
3: Just like family. Come on, Gracie. Don't think about it. Just do it. Bagels and cream cheese, a home in the city. Sunday newspapers and food for the kitty. Faith in the future, whatever it brings. These are a fuck. You okay? Ow. Oh, 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 I think I sewed my fingers together. I'm bleeding all over the place. Here,
5: wrap it tight with this scrap. Don't let Ramirez see the bloody one.
3: Here, I give you a few of mine and you pay me back. Oh, that's very sweet of you, Rosita. But I can't let you do that. Can't let me do this. Shit. That hurts. Not another third of a minute. Not another point oh seven three neckband. What's going on here?
8: Why are you standing around? Qué pasa, señora Corazon y tú Rosita? What's happening?
3: Nada, okay. Fidel. Corazon, do you know Rosita? a Louis Corazon? Conga playing Shakespeare theme. He's
5: my nephew, my late brother's boy. You know my Luis? Louis?
3: Louis the salt of the earth. No, señor. Mi trabajo es muy importante para mí. knock it off, Ramirez. Here. She can have my seventeen. That'll make up for the six minutes. I've been bleeding all over the place, which won't matter to me because I quit, and I've already got a token, besides which I can walk from here just as soon as I grow up, so can I go to the bathroom now, or would you rather I threw up all over the Donna Carrad? Come on, Gracie. We'll take you. Excuse us, Señora Mirez. Do the words workman's compensation mean anything to you?
8: Get her out of here. I don't care if you take early lunch. Just don't bring her back.
3: So you're Luis, Auntie Carmen. He says you make black beans to die for.
5: Let's will down be necessary. We're
2: single. We're married. We're separated. We're divorced. Our status vis-à-vis men is varied in many We mingle, we're harried, we're frustrated But of course, we're none of us getting any In our 73 years of combined sexual experience We have to say that things have never been so dry we're lucky to reach our prime At the peak of a sexually permissive climate But now these tomatoes are dying on the vine We're single, we're married, we're separated We're divorced, we can't help wondering Where did we go wrong? Of the 217 men think there'd still be maybe one or two around We realize beggars can't be choosers between the lawyers and the losers But how can you choose to lose what can't be found You don't sleep with strange men because you're too afraid to try one It's too soon for menopause and too late to die, yeah He may even marry one day, oh, but don't believe him when he promises to love and obey, oh, you'll be gay.
0: Broken Bootstrap's radio theater has brought you Grace Under Pressure, starring Alice King as Grace, Blanca Frank as Rosita, Roger Casey as Carmen, and Luis Carlos de la Lambana as Mr. Ramirez. Be sure to tune in next week for Episode 7, Clean Living, when we will hear Grace say...
3: That'll be 50 cents extra for softener. Separate and fold. Take off all your clothes and feed the cat
2: He said, there's no hurry, where's my hat? Wake up to the realization that you're alone And so goes a story that's told so often I wonder who picked up after the archies in Rome, made it great? When the guests go home, now I'm not lonesome. Great when the guests go home. You must be joking. Great when the guests go home.
0: Episode seven, Clean Living.
3: That'll be 50 cents extra for softener, separate and fold.
4: Yeah, man, whatever.
3: That'll be 12.50. Doors are locked at 10 p.m. You deserve the right to throw away the stuff in your pockets. Money's finders keepers, drugs get flushed down the rinse cycle, and sharp items such as needles and razors will be returned to you, pointy end first. No ticky, no washy. Have a nice day.
4: Yeah, that's cool. Uh, can I put up this flyer?
3: Oh, let's see. I gotta check them now. Ever since we found that kitty porn internet number at the bottom of a used Nintendo swap and shop ad, Big Blazouti and the Scum Suckers. Sweet. Mr. Blazouti, I presume?
4: No, man, and the bass player.
3: Scum sucker and proud of a
4: Hey, it's a gig. Anyway, after this Friday at the Merc, me and the drummer are starting our own band, just the two of us.
3: What are you going to be called? Yeah,
4: we're just gonna use our names, man. We're tired of being the invisible soul behind some bloated superego.
3: Cool, like Simon and Garfunkel.
4: Well, not exactly. You're more like Unzip and Blow.
3: Excuse me? Your name is Unzip?
4: No, that's a drummer. Whoever heard of a bass player named Unzip?
3: Nobody. That's why you only have two pairs of underwear.
4: Blow, man. He's Unzip. My name's Blow, man. Oh, I knew getting up this morning was a mistake. Hey, sorry,
3: Blow. I'll be happy to put up your flyer and the one for your next gig. As long as it doesn't have graphic illustrations. This is a family laundromat.
7: Miss! Miss, I'm waiting for my change! <laughs> Don't put your little sister in the drying machine!
0: Miss, could you spare a little change, Miss? I gotta get something to eat and uh, the bus fare back to Peak School where they put me and my family after the fire. when we lost everything. We had right down to my bridge work. And the savings bonds I bought when I got my honorable discharge from Nam, Howard. Even though I had contracted the clap and the heroin habit in the service of country. Howard, sorry.
3: Howard. Nothing today. Mrs. Krepyshenko threatened to fire me if I give you another dime. But if you leave some of those things, I'll throw them in a small wash, and you can pick them up later. Wash
0: them? Man, you're going to seriously damage my credibility.
3: Well, I doubt it'll have much effect on your aroma. Hmm.
0: We're getting kind of right, huh?
3: Trust me. Go get a shower and a meal over on Bowery. Come back for some clean clothes. You'll feel like a new man. They might even let you sell street news. Just let me have the stuff in your bag.
0: Back off, bitch! Nobody's getting their hands on my stuff. Nobody! You all think you, you, you can sweet-talk me when the meanest bloods in ABC land ain't got the guts to go for my bags. I, I'll rip... I'll rip their lungs out. They put their
3: hands on my- Bye, Howard. See you tomorrow.
7: Miss, miss, I'm still waiting. Sorry, Mrs. Gravlocks. How much? Two dollars? Three. My sister Eunice's boys are here from Seattle, eating me out of house and home, and using every towel in the house. Not that they wash, mind you. They just wipe their filthy hands on every towel in the house. Their hair, so long, so greasy so great! Here you go, Mrs. Grablock. Oh, at least it was last week. And the earrings, they've got everywhere, like St. Sebastian, went to Macy's, Pierce Ear Department. Oh, sounds like my roommate,
3: Norma. Bring them by sometime, Mrs. Grablocks. I'm sure Norma would be happy to show them around. Well... Not happy, And exactly.
7: all they talk about is how wonderful it is to be in the village. The East village, mind you. For generations, my family has scrimped and saved and clawed its way to get out of the lower east side. And these punky kids, all they dream about is moving in.
3: Maybe it's their cultural heritage.
7: Culture? Garbage. Well, that's what they wear. That's what they listen to. That's what they eat! Garbage!
3: Well, Mrs. Gravlox, it's a free country. Why don't you have a cup of tea next door at Magda's? I'll keep an eye on your things.
7: You're a good girl. What are you doing
3: here? Why aren't you married? I forget. See you in 20 minutes, Mrs. Gravlox. Now, where can I fit Mr. Baseman's little poster? I do John Mel. Protest die-in was last Friday, so that can go. Who put this up? Luis Corazon and his Estrellas Cubanas. Luis, I'm so glad he's making it. Ichabod Plaza? He's doing so well I can't afford to see him play. Well, that's okay. I'd love to see him, but I don't think I'd want him to see me. What could I say? that I spend my days watching other people's underwear go round and round, that my paycheck is what I used to spend on taxis, that my greatest job satisfaction is when all the socks match up. Of course, it's a great and simple service to mankind to wash and fold, renouncing my ego like Tibetan monks on a hunger strike. Hey, maybe they'd let me do that. No rent, no food bills, lots of integrity. Hang out at the UN, the occasional visit from the Dalai Lama. Just one little detail, though. The dying part. I have this terrible habit of eating. Ishinka! you mustn't extort candy from your sister.
6: I don't care what your Uncle Boris says. Hot irons are closings, not capitalist gains. Get in the stroller, the both of you.
3: I almost like this time of day. After lunch. school gets out the peaceful nothingness of machines doing their job and me here just to watch them and feed them coins and soap and dirty clothes i don't need any more than this in my little curtained off space with casper in my lap while i read anna karenina again the hypnotic Endless circles within circles, washing me clean of ambition and dissatisfaction and accomplishment and achievement and dreams. Dreams? I don't even remember what they were.
2: You hold the truth in empty
3: hands,
2: your wasted youth. In foreign lands, now you're finding out that all it takes is giving up your dreams. You bought a life you could not pay and now they've come to cut your heart away while you're standing there with empty
1: hands
2: giving up your dreams. Dreams falling out in hunks, dreams shattering to bits Dream breaking off in chunks, and scattering your wits For what you get, it's not so bad You've paid that debt with all you had Now you're finding out it's not so sad Giving up your dreams Dreams falling out in hucks, dreams shattering to bits, dreams breaking off in chunks and scattering your wits. You've given up and let them go. You're all alone, is all you know. Or is there time to start it all again? Giving up your dreams, giving up your dreams. Giving up your dreams, giving up your dreams.
5: We are such stuff as dreams are made on.
3: Excuse and me. Our
5: little life is stuffed into a laundry bag. Louis. <laughs> whoa, whoa, easy there, Grace. You about to choke me today.
3: Oh, Louis, I'm so. Happy to see you. I need to
5: see you when you're mad at somebody.
3: Oh, Louis, you look great. I mean, you're doing great. I mean,
5: you are great. That's great, Gracie. I'm great, and you look like a for rabbit.
3: Oh, I could always count on you for the truth, Louis. Come on,
5: babe. Let old Louis take you off for a gaffe con leche, and you can fill me in on the goings down.
3: Down is right. i I, I've got to stick around.
5: What, you got to watch your undies don't walk off by themselves?
3: Oh, well, not exactly. I did promise this crabby old lady that I would keep an eye on oh, Shit, Louis, what is the point? I work here, okay? For less than minimum wage, no insurance, cash under the table for 12 hours a day. I make change and fold other people's boyfriend's underwear. It's stupid, mindless work. It's only humiliating when I remember who I used to be, which I only do when I meet somebody I used to know, which I almost never do. Except now, here you are on MTV doing benefits with David Bowie. And I'm so proud of you. And you've worked so hard. You're so talented. And you deserve everything good. Seeing you makes me want to shrivel into dust and blow
5: Chrissy, away. Chrissy, Chrissy. Come here, darling. I'm still me. It's just Louie. Don't cry.
3: I guess I wore a hole in myself for life.
5: Okay, okay now, little mama. You're doing fine. Fine. There's nothing wrong with laundry. That's what my mother did most of my growing up. Hell, David Bowie does his own laundry. Sometimes he told me so himself.
3: Oh, yeah, Louis? Doing laundry is very glamorous when you don't have to do it. You
5: always have more options than you think, Grace. Well,
3: Louis, I thought I had plenty of options, but it turned out they wouldn't have me. Be
5: surprised, Gracie. Sometimes we got a hit bottom to find out where to plant our feet.
3: Is that Shakespeare?
5: Carmen Gorazon, My beloved auntie who tells me last Sunday at dinner in the Bronx that she met a little friend of mine. Oh,
3: yeah. (laughs) Auntie Carmen. Who she accompanied
5: to the emergency room at St. Vincent's to have her stitches taken out. When my little friend had sewn her fingers
3: That was me, all right. Your Auntie Carmen is an angel.
5: My Aunt Carmen is a hardworking lady who put my cousins to school so they don't have to work in a sweatshop. Didn't somebody put you through school?
3: Well... Sort of, my grandfather was dead, but he left me enough.
5: I'm sure he sweats some too. What are you wasting that sweat for, Gracie? You got brains, you got heart, use them. There's nothing wrong with this kind of work, but you got some special fire. Share it with the people who need it.
3: I haven't found anybody that needs me.
5: Then you haven't been talking to the right people.
3: I haven't been talking to anybody that I know.
5: That's where you're going wrong. The only way I ever got a job, or made a friend, or found a place to live in this town was on account of the people I know. Like me. Like you, like me.
3: I always have.
5: So, anyway, I gotta go out on the road again. But I was thinking, I wanted to know where you'd be when I got back.
3: I might even be here. I've managed to keep this job for a whole week.
5: I may have a better idea. Here's the card of a friend of mine. He used to teach at a samba school, an unbelievably cool dude. But he started up a little home industry of his own. Oh,
3: no, 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 home industry for me, thanks. Plus, cool people seldom have much time for me.
5: Gracie, if you met yourself now, you wouldn't know yourself. Trust me on this one, it'll be hard work. But a, a little, little hard, hard work, work never, never killed, killed anybody.
3: anybody. Yeah, so I said. Call him. Only for you, Lou. Only for you.
5: I gotta meet the van. Mm. Hearting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say.
3: Goodbye, Gracie.
5: Goodbye, Gracie. I'll be back in a few weeks.
3: Be careful. Be
5: brave. Call my friend.
3: Goodbye, Louis.
5: The fault, dear Gracie, lies not in the stars, but in ourselves that we wash under things.
3: Oh. Come back soon. Let's see. Hector's Home Care. 718 D.I. G-N-I-T-Y.
0: Close to the Bone Radio Theater has brought you Grace Under Pressure, starring Alice King as Grace, Tom Bozell as Blow, Blanca Frank as the Russian Mother, George Sheffy as Howard, Dorian Michelle as Mrs. Gravlocks, and Roger Casey as Louis Corazon. Be sure to tune in next week for Episode 8, slide into home when we will hear Grace say
3: Don't worry, Raimondo Accidents happen to everybody. Just let me put on my gloves and we'll change those sheets Take off all your clothes and
2: feed the cat He said There's no hurry, where's my hat Wake up to the realization that you're alone so goes a story that's told so often I wonder who picked up after the archies in Rome ain't it great when the guests go home now I'm not lonesome great when the guests go home you must be joking great when the guests go
1: Huh. Slippery
0: Slope Theater of the Air brings you Grace Under Pressure, the simple story of a woman alone in New York in the 90s, an age of diminished expectations.
2: Isn't it great when the guests go home? Isn't it fun when you're finally all alone? kick off both your shoes and get the hoovering done and watch the rising sun isn't it swell when you're on your own aren't you grateful it's too late to call him on the phone said there's no hurry where's my hat wake up to the realization that you're alone and so goes a story that's told so often i wonder who picked up after the art is in Rome made it great when the guests go
1: home
0: And now the final episode of Grace Under Pressure, Episode 8, Slide Into Home.
3: Oh, no. accidents happen to everybody. Just let me put on my gloves, and we'll change those sheets. What a mess! It's one mess after another nowadays. Oh, as long as it's only physical, Raymond.
8: You should have seen me, crazy. I was the smoothest dude on the block. Linen suits, silk shirts, hundred-dollar Panama hats.
3: You're still a dude, Ray. Here, stick this under you. You still got those bedroom eyes. Roll over. That's it.
8: More like emergency room eyes. I see you eyes. Hey, pretty good, huh? I see you. (laughs) (laughs)
3: With jokes like that, it's no wonder they kicked you out of the hospital.
8: Nah, Gracie. I know I am here.
3: We're all here, Ray. Just not everybody knows it.
8: Easy for you to say. You are walking and talking and wearing that stylish industrial-strength housecoat.
3: Well, you know, Hector, he doesn't want anybody around here to dress prettier than he does. Now, let me get those sheets into the bag drop. You'd better sit on this for a while. Nurse Bertha will be here to clean you up. Are you okay sitting up for a while?
8: As long as I don't have to watch that Richard Simon's monster.
3: (laughs) No, honey. You're not in the hospital anymore. Bertha, it's Grace. (laughs) A guest in room twelve needs a freshen up as soon as you can make it. She's on her way. I'll see you at tea time, Raymond.
1: Gracias Chiquita.
3: De Nada Guapo. Now let's get this. Stuff to the laundry. Oh, oh, sorry, Hector, I didn't see you.
8: How could you miss me, though? I thought this outfit sang out like a neon sign in Ipanema.
3: <laughs> you could get a job as a marker buoy for deep sea divers. It, if you needed a job, which you don't. It's lovely.
8: You don't have to fade, Gracie. It's not about tasteful color schemes, sweetie. It's about keeping the customers happy.
3: Especially the ones who can hardly see.
8: Especially them. A bright color, a touch of silk or velvet, a whiff of perfume, a gentle song. Simple things that can be all the joy the vivre a dying a guest might have in a day.
3: Well, in that case, why don't Bertha and I get decked out for duty? I'm
8: not running a home for wayward girls here, Grace. Your duties are hardly appropriate for a ballman gone and Ferragamo Pomps. Besides, my ensembles are designed to appeal to other senses highly developed in the gentlemen of our clientele.
3: You mean like a sense of kitsch?
8: I mean a sense of self-deprecating humor, of luxurious display, of flirtatious danger.
3: In the midst of death, we are in a mist of our pain.
8: You've been talking to Louis again.
3: I wish. I feel like he's played this peculiar practical joke on me and then disappeared.
8: You're not happy here? What is it, the uniform?
3: Oh no, Hector. I kind of love it here at home care. I don't mind the filth, and I'm much less scared for myself than I am for them. I haven't lost anyone yet. Guess I'm afraid that I won't be what they need.
1: Grace,
8: honey, you never know till it happens. Some people, the people you'd think would be right in there till the end, they crap out. Then somebody like Jose's little mother comes all the way from El Paso to hold his hand for 24 hours. You got to be able to see the love, the soul under all the shit. And you got to be able to let them go.
3: I should be pretty good at it by now. Oh, Hector, I almost managed to forget. I have to move out. So if you hear of any place... You and Norma breaking up? She
8: find out about you and Bertha?
3: Hector... Many, many women live together.
8: So do many married couples. What's your point?
3: They're tearing down our building. NYU's continuing depredation program. Norm is a film student there, so they've offered to rehouse her. But she's moving in with Mrs. Grovlock's nephews and starting a menage a grunge.
8: There will be a ban, naturally.
3: Naturally. This week they're calling it Norma Bates and the Mothers. Next week... Who knows? They may be calling you for wardrobe suggestions. I'd be
8: flattered, though I doubt I have anything in the Hitchcock motive. The point
3: is, actually, let me know if you hear any place around here.
8: You mean in Brooklyn, Gracie? You honor us. Knock it off,
3: Hector. I think I've adjusted to the attitude pretty well. I just hate to waste so much time and money going back and forth, and I'd like to be able to be here in a hurry when I could be useful.
8: Gracie, you're a darling, and I'd offer to make you a resident if it didn't mean one less bed for our clients. Anyway, I don't want you to burn out too quickly, sugar. Everyone needs to go home sometimes.
3: (laughs) I wish I knew where that was.
8: One thing at a time, sweetie. You got a job, and friends, and a stunning workplace outfit. That's pretty good for your first month.
3: Is it a month already?
8: You just leave the rest to old Auntie Hector. Yes, Bertha? Guest in number three will be right down.
3: Kevin, I was just going to bring him the Sunday crossword.
8: He sank pretty low last night. This may be your maiden voyage.
3: Oh, Kevin, no. But yesterday he was so.
8: Cheerful, energized, full of bad jokes and joy de vivre. <laughs>
3: He said you looked like a circus elephant's laundry line.
8: No one says that dying have to be kind.
3: You loved it. Oh, dear. I don't know if I'm ready. What's it like? How will I know?
8: You'll be there with him, and then in an instant, he won't be there with you. Like turning a corner that you can't turn back.
3: Oh, man. Where is his family? Why aren't there...
8: A sister, a mother, a father... A second cousin from Iowa. Sometimes they are all here. Sometimes they are singing and crying and holding hands and even laughter. Sometimes no one shows up. Sometimes there's no one left to call.
9: Oh, man.
8: Here we are. Number three. Coracho, baby. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, darling
3: is crazy to sit with you for a while.
8: Go ahead. Take his hand. He knows you're here.
3: Kevin? Here I am, just like I promised I brought you the puzzle. I had to fight the grungy boys for it. You'd never think it, but they're anagram things. But I never break a promise to a friend. Hey, nice squeeze you got there. Is there anything you want? Anybody? I I know there's nothing I can do to help, Kevin. I, I just wanted you to know that everyone in your life you ever care for is here. I just happen to be their unworthy representative. And they all said to say they love you, Kevin, and will always love your spirit. Beer. I should shut up now. Just squeeze if you... Okay, I'll shut up. Kevin? What? Can you see me? Is there some? Oh, I'm sorry I'm not them, but... But maybe I am. Lie back now. It's okay. It's all right. You can stay for a while. You can go. That's it. Close your eyes. It's a dream. It's all a dream. Time to wake up, honey. Whenever you're ready, I'll shut up. Kevin. Oh. And flights of angels sing thee to thy rest.
5: Come on, Grace. Bertha can take it from you.
3: Louis, how long have you been there?
5: Long enough to know I'm not the only Shakespeare fan in the family. I may have to pass on the oh, match. Don't or...
3: you dare. I wouldn't recognize you without it. Oh, dear. Poor Kevin. How pale and alone he looks. Like a pharaoh in a tomb. How could a lifetime full of people leave you so alone?
5: He wasn't alone, Gracie. He had you. Come on, let's have that cafe. do cafe con leche. Thanks,
3: Maria. Ah, you really... Know your way around this place, Louis.
5: This was my old neighborhood. Hector's home care is in our old building. Of course, we didn't have the whole building at first. You
3: mean you own the building?
5: Bought it from the city for a dollar and back taxes. I fixed it all up for my mother, and then she announces she wants to move to Miami and sing psalms with her old girlfriends from the Covent School back in Cuba. I was going to sell it, but then with the album and the Bowie tour and the video and all, I needed a tax write-off more than the money.
3: You mean Hector's home care is a tax shelter?
5: Made sense to me. He needed 12 rooms, we put in an elevator and a dietitian's kitchen, and Uncle Sam gets one less desert warfare tank out of your humble servant.
3: Louis, you never cease to amaze me.
5: You're a little amazing yourself, Grace.
3: What was that for?
5: All part of the job interview process. The what? Hector's been watching you, and I believe today you passed your probation.
3: Kevin's death was some kind of quiz?
5: There are some things you don't know a person will be good at till they do them. Hector needed to know that about you before he offered you the job. I thought I had a job. He, We want to start a children's hospice like Hector's home care. The building next door is up for auction next month and we'll need a mother superior.
3: (laughs) And spike heels and fishnets might not quite have the same effect on four-year-olds. What do I get to wear, a clown suit?
5: You mean you'll do it? Uh,
3: I'd be insulted if you asked anybody else.
5: Because, you know, I- I'll be on the road a lot and I'd like for my wife to stay Your busy.
3: wife? I never knew you were married.
5: Believe me, Gracie, you'll be the first to know.
3: I'm very sorry, Louis, but I think you lost me.
5: Ah, contrario, Gracie. I only just found you. I want to know right where you are.
3: I. I think that can be arranged. Just one question.
5: Anything, querida.
3: Shakespeare, Louis. Where does Shakespeare come into the picture?
5: Since I was a little kid, my mom got us to America with nothing. She worked as a cleaning lady in motels in Miami. We lived in the empty rooms, and at night, she would read to us from the only book she had. She said God left it in the little table so I could learn English. I had psalms and proverbs instead of lullabies. I knew it backward and forward, but somehow I had enough of the devil or my father in me to want something more. So when some bus and truck company of Hello Dolly came and went and left behind another book, same size, same two columns, same tiny print, I told mommy that it was a different kind of Bible. She let me read it to her. and. It filled every little extra corner of my brain. And there's hardly a situation where that Shakespeare guy doesn't throw his two cents into my life. What about now? He's kind of quiet right now. But I was always glad you knew who was doing the talking.
3: Well, that English lit major finally came in handy for something.
5: So, do you want the job?
3: Well, I guess a little hard work, Neptune. Which one? Both. (laughs) Are you sure, Louis? There's beautiful women out there lining up for the chance to be an Estrella Cubana.
5: Love sees not with the eyes, but with the mind. Lucky for me, in your case, I can use both.
3: Lucky for me?
5: Just one question.
3: Anything for you, muchacho?
5: Just till the kids' home gets going. You won't mind living with Auntie Garmin, will you?
3: In the Bronx? Now you listen here, Louis Corazon. I've gone through a lot of changes in the past few months, and I don't regret a thing, but a person can only be asked to stretch just so far.
2: Oh, that I were blonder. Oh, with eyes of blue. No man I couldn't have. My physique, you know the spirit's willing, but the flesh is less than Greek. I guess I'll never know where happiness meets those glossy-colored dreams in ladies' magazines. But you, you saw right through me, right to my heart of working day and newspaper gray and you you always knew me you saw in my eyes what no makeup could
1: disguise I
2: could ask
1: for brains
2: Just click three times and we could find our way back home again I guess I'll never know to give up that train Sometimes that rainbow seems so real But you saw right through me, right into my heart, and you, you always knew me right from the start, mm-hmm. right from the start.
0: radio theater has brought you grace under pressure starring alice king as grace luis carlos de la lamana as Raimondo and hector and roger casey as louis corazon grace under pressure is a production of pastiche nyc it was written composed and sung by emily king ambient music supplied by daniel petro and charles michi atticus smoky was our sound engineer and emily duncan is our editor is your announcer, George Sheffy, saying thank you and good night.
2: Take off all your clothes and feed the cat. He said, there's no hurry, here's my hat. Wake up to the realization you're not alone. And that's not a story that's told so often. I wonder who Picked up after the arches in Rome made it great when the guests go home. Now I'm that lonesome. Great when the guests go home. You must be joking. Great when the guests go home.